Good morning. Today is Wednesday, and this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHH, where you will hear conversation, conversation, information, education, inspiration, and motivation from the American urban perspective. I am your host and my co-host Shafiq and my co-co-host Curly Z. We are in the building. In the studio today, we have our very um, special guest, um, Rabbi Josh Pranik, who is a rabbi in residence, director of Jewish Life and Community Relations, um, Jewish Federation of Greater New Haven. And um, today's topic will be um, the cost of freedom. And uh, today's show surrounds um, some anti-Semitic um, 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 stuff made by uh, Kanye West, you know, some comments that he's made that um, can really, really spark a lot of violence in the country. We are a country that is divided as it is um, already. If you're from New York, you know the history of um, violence between, um, you know, Blacks and the Jewish in their community. Uh, we are, we on Urban Talk Radio, we are anti-violent. And uh, we are people that love everybody. We come from many different colors, uh, many different ethnicity groups and whatnot. And as you could see, our theme song today was One Love because that's what um, we all need. So without a further intro, Shafiq, what's popping, brother? Listen, man, I'm literally out here in these streets. I just finished running through downtown and back home. So um, had enough time to take a shower. I'm good to go for the day. They said 30 day, they said 30 minutes of exercise three times a week help you to be smart. So I'm trying to be smarter. <laughs> okay. I'm so too old to go back to school. So I gotta try to figure it out, man. So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now, man. So on that note, let's 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 go right away. Um, let's ask uh, what do you call it to reintroduce himself before we get uh we, we get into it. And we need to get into it right away because yeah, yeah. I realize to be strategic that you know sometimes people tune in. From the beginning and when they do tune in from the beginning we have to get them familiar right away as to yeah. what our what our topic yeah. is so they can so they could stay tuned so with that being said um tom talk to us rabbi uh reintroduce yourself well thank you so much kingsley and uh shafiq for having me on my name is josh pernick i'm the rabbi in residence and director of jewish life and community relations here uh, for the federation jewish federation of greater new haven so uh so we serve really the the region sort of along the shoreline but really focusing primarily in New Haven um, and I know Shafiq and I have had some opportunities to chat about uh, about New Haven and some of the dynamics and uh, sort of the the partnership that you know our communities uh, should be having in our you know hopefully really building those partnerships between between all the communities that we have in, in New Haven including our Jewish community right all right so what is your sole responsibility so my responsibilities fall in a couple a couple different uh, hats. One of them is community relations, building partnerships um, with with other communities and communities that intersect with our own. You know, the Jewish community is very far from monolithic uh, as far as ethnicity, race, culture. Uh, we intersect with pretty much every local community um, across those lines, and so really working to you know build those partnerships and those relationships with you know. Uh, just across the greater New Haven community. Um, you know, we understand that our community is stronger and we're all working closely together and we have those relationships, um, you know, and we build those proactively and not responsibly just when something bad happens. So that's a lot of the work that, that I'm doing is trying to just meet people, get to know um, folks across town um, and see how our federation can partner with people. 
All right. So with that being said, uh, we're going to get into it right away. We cannot assume that everybody really knows. Everybody, everybody knows what's going on. So we're going to tell you why um, today's special programming. We invited Rabbi Josh uh, Pernick into the program. So um, Mr. Kanye West made a comment um, where he says he was going DEFCON 3 on... Um, on Jewish uh, people. And um, so we're gonna start off with defining what DEFCON 3 means. Um, I made a note over here. It means increasing force readiness above normal readiness and will be used in situations that may not pose um, immediate danger but warrant significant alert. Under this warning, the military must be prepared to launch operations within 15 minutes warning. All right. Hmm. Um, Within 15 Kanye minutes. Kanye got an army? Kanye yeah. got an army? I mean, you know, if you got money, uh, with money, you know, you could have a lot of tools. Um, he got money. He got right. an army. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. got money. He's got army. So, yeah. So, you know, that so let was. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Was that before the George Floyd statement or was that after? Um, That's a good question because everything was back to back to back to back. Um, I think, uh, no, that was before the George Floyd because he went to, um, um, Drink Champs, our old friend, um, okay. Nori from CNN, whom, okay. again, I had the privilege of promoting his album during the Capone and Noriega days, the Tommy Boy Records. Okay, but that was, so that so, was after he did White Lives Matter, though. He um, did White Lives Matter yes, first. Yes, it was after all that. Yep. Right? Yep, and yep, then yep, he said, so. I'm going DEFCON 3 on the Jewish, you know, on the Jew. Then right. it was, and then, Nori, then it was George then, Floyd. He went to Tucker Carlson. Yeah. You know, he went. He went to that bullhorn. He went to he take the president retarded, bullhorn, right? Um, yeah. But then again, he said he spoke to the president uh, after yeah. a couple of days while he was doing the um, the interview with um, uh, 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 what's his name, Pierce, um, yeah. yeah, from London. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I, I can't think of names. But again, Pierce Morgan. Pierce, Pierce Morgan, Morgan, right? Pierce Morgan, right? He apologized on Pierce Morgan. Well, Piers Morgan pushed him into the corner. It was an interrogation. But he did apologize. He did apologize. Like, I'm sorry. I heard and somebody. He apologized indirectly, but I think Piers Morgan was setting him up to, you know, because you got to be careful that you have lawsuits coming. You have lawsuits already launched. And when you admit to something, it's like, okay, I got you. And Piers Morgan was playing to, 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 to him. He realized it, but he didn't realize it because Kanye is a very truthful person. He shoots from the hip. He tells you what he's thinking right away. You know, so we out here making all these excuses for him. However, the man is telling you exactly who he is, but we refuse to take him for him telling us who he is. All right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go so, a little bit deep into that. Um, but I like the fact that you're asking me all these questions because the timeline of everything that he said really matters. And um, I've made notes out here. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put up for all of our Facebook live viewers, our social media live viewers, I'm going to put up this post later on of Kanye West wearing a Confederate flag bomber jacket. I put that up on my page yesterday, and it was yeah, a I, I, it I was a it was a reminder to a lot of people that this is not coincidence. I mean, there is, uh, you know, yeah. it, it, this thing has been going on. You can't give him a platform, though. I mean, you know, that, I think that's why, you know, that's why we brought you on Rabbi, is because I remember when I was. In, in 1985, I went to West Georgia University. It was in the Deep South. And there were Ku Klux Klans down there. And it was, and, and everybody knew that, right? 
and I, even our professors would have conversations with us. You know, it was almost like, um, it was like a talk that you had with black students in this town. Uh, there's Ku Klux Klan out here. So don't just be out here wandering around at night, um, you know, uh, wandering around. But what the professors said was, but we're not gonna give them a platform. We're not gonna, the worst thing you can do for a person or people or a group that is about hate and that spews hate speech that ultimately learns leads to violence because I believe that violence escalates and hate is the beginning of that, is to give them a platform. So I pretty much refuse to like share stuff about Kanye. I'm, I'm done with that. I personally, so this is a question coming for you, coming for you, Rabbi. I felt like the black community failed the black community. And as a result of us failing the black community, we systematically failed all other communities that are marginalized or considered marginalized or disenfranchised or under threat, if you will, racially, ethnically, and culturally. When he made the statement that slavery was a choice, Black people should have came for Kanye then. He should have been done. Black people should have been done with him then. But we didn't. We played it off. We let the, oh, it's a mental issue. We got all um, intoxicated that Kim Kardashian got three Black people out of prison and all the... We, we, we didn't we didn't do our due diligence. Shafiq, Shafiq, hold on one second. You made a very um, legitimate point, and I have notes here of going through that timeline, and I want to throw that on there just of the rip. I want to throw that out there so when we are going through everything, people understand why we are having this conversation. Um, so I have a timeline here where he says um, Bush doesn't like Black people. When he said that, we felt like, you know what, this man is using his platform for what he's worth for us as black people, all right? We cheered, we cheered on him for that before we realized that Bush wasn't really as racist as we really thought he was. We found that out later on when they say, you don't know what you got until it's gone or you don't know about, you know, we had to find out later on after the next, next president to realize that Bush wasn't really as bad as we thought he was, right. all right? Then he wore the Confederate flag bomber jacket and he made a lame explanation to why he wore it. Um, then he said slavery was by choice while wearing a MAGA hat and endorsing Trump's bigotry, all right? I don't care where your political stance is. I'm speaking from where mine is, all right? Um, you know, this is a black man wearing a MAGA hat, um, endorsing Trump's bigotry um, and throwing it in our face. And then um, he says, um, launching a white supremacist hate group, White Lives Matter t-shirt, modeling it with Candace Owens. But we right? didn't cancel them. And we didn't, and listen. No, we didn't. I, right, I'm going through that timeline because I'm, I'm, I'm taking it from where you left up. That's why I said I want to go through this. We still didn't cancel them. We made excuses for them. Our, com our community is always divided when it comes to these topics, when this stuff that he does. And then he says, Joy Floyd died from fentanyl, which was a slap in the face of- And we still everybody. didn't cancel them. We still and we didn't still cancel, didn't cancel them. Right. Well, well, but that is so recent though. In fact, we made excuses for Nori. For Nori, meanwhile, yeah. or Nori's on you, you made show. excuses for him too. No, 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 no. We could go back and listen to the show last week. You know, I've been on this. 
I did not make excuse for Nori. Nori is on apology tour. I said that yeah. Nori used his platform to do something that he wasn't supposed he to. He said do. he got more views in the Super Bowl. Exactly. He at said the he expense was, at the expense of of destroying relationships. He found, he found that relationship. Right. He found that later on. He's mm. but Nori has been on apology tour. All right. Now the last one was the going Def Con three on Jewish people. And that is what separates um, some of us from others, where we like, you know what, you know, racism of all, you know, racism is just not acceptable. I don't care whether you black, reverse racism, whatever racism, the fact that it wasn't on black people and it was Jew people, we're talking like we are Jews. But that's just because we don't accept any type of violence and we don't accept any type of racism. So take it from there, Shafiq. I thought I, I should. So I'm going to give it to the rabbi, but I'm, I'm going to only disagree with you and say, we we do we do accept it because we did not take action as a black nation, as a black culture, and as a black community. We allowed a black man in America, because of his billionaire status, because of his entertainment status, we allowed him to run roughshod over cultural identities of just not black people that eventually led to everybody else. And I'm going to say it, we did not do our due diligence. Not and all we should have did that. We should have did our, we should have canceled him when he said slavery was a choice. Okay. Let's and at the bare minimum, when uh -huh. he went on Nori and said the thing about George Floyd, we should have been done with him. And when Nori said, I got more views in the Super Bowl, we should have been done with Nori. And now we got this thing going on. So, Rabbi. Did you see this coming? Were you just sitting there saying, wait for it, wait for it? Yeah, I mean, it, right, one of the challenges I think that often, especially for people who are, you know, it's helpful for their brand to, uh, to generate controversy, right? That's often, I think, an issue with, with cultural icons and, um, and people, right? You were touching a little bit about you know, the financial pieces of this, like, I think it's generating controversy in our world, unfortunately, right? That's views, money, it all ties in together. And, and the question, you know, that Shafiq, you're just touching on about where our communities stand and, and sort of the role of cultural icons. And, and when do we stand up to people who are icons in our community, but who we say, you know, even if they're not attacking our community, in this case, you're talking about Kanye, he was attacking his own community in, in a number of these instances. But, you know, it's hard. Where do you draw that line between our responsibilities, you know, let's say for us, the Jewish community or within the black community to, you know, for sort of almost like taking ownership of, of the wrongs that our, our own people and, and our own icons are, you know, the statements that they're making that are problematic. And especially once they start veering into racism or into hate of all forms. Um, and how do you do that? How do you, as a community unite to say this doesn't represent our community this person doesn't speak for us and and to the extent that we try to de-platform you know i don't like you know obviously canceling people unwarrantedly but um but once you start getting into these territories where we know we, we know where hate leads you know it, it starts at words and it always leads in other directions i'm um, often the same direction which is not a good one you know at some point as you're saying you got to draw that line and just say you know we as much as you know, you might have appreciated your art and and who you are and who you you know what you've contributed to our culture. 
there's a point at which you say that it just we can't have this representing our community, we, and especially someone who at some level claims to speak for the community. Does art, does art, because Kaye's an artist, mm -hmm. was there a different response from the Jewish community? Because they were like, ah, oh, well, he's kind of an artist. Let's go back and let's process it. Let him, he made one statement. We got that. Let's get two more if it falls. I mean, like, is there a formula that the Jewish community uses for like, pull the trigger, right? He, he, he uh, strike one, strike two, pull the trigger. Like, is there a formula? Is it three strikes? Is it two? What's the, because it, it seems often that there's a, a specific thing that happens, right? So like Kanye, Kanye said these things, then he then he refused with on on Cuomo. I'm not apologizing. I don't care what you are. I'm, I'm gonna say what I want to say. He goes on Nuri and says, "I can say anti-Semitic things, and and Adidas won't cancel me." But then he got on Pierce Morgan, and after about I think 20 minutes into the thing, he, I'm sorry for who I offended. I apologize if I hurt. I realized I hurt. So it's like he really laying out the apology, and it was like, nah. <laughs> I'm going to add to that so he could answer both in one yeah. shot and uh, answering some of your questions, Shafiq. I personally think, you know, he's a, he's a right-wing conservative type of guy, and he's taking the playbook from um, the Trump, the majority Taylor Green. These people doubles down on this stuff, and there, there, are, there are cheerleaders for that. So I think that that is part of it's the whole playbook. I've seen the whole playbook. Yeah, but that takes a, I think I agree with you, Kinsley. I just say that. I, I agree with you, but I think that giving him, that gives him an out. It makes, when I think of hate speech, I'm going to keep it a buck. I think of gun violence. And it's like somebody goes and shoots somebody with a gun and we blame the gun manufacturer. No, we blame the person that put their finger on the trigger. I'm not blaming. Right? If we want to go down the line later, but off the no, rip, I'm not. I'm not blaming. I'm just telling you where I think yeah. he's getting his play. But because saying, I, I have a personal beef there. Why is it that? politicians get away with hate speech when the regular average Joe does not get away with it. Go ahead, Rabbi. That is a yeah. very important question that I want to know. But Kanye ain't the yeah. average Joe, bro. Kanye not, is... Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, so hate speech, people get passed, the elites get passed from hate speech, and we are picked up easy. If I put that post up, I'll be picked up so easily, very oh. fast. Secret yeah. service will be at my door if, if by based on the definition that I gave you about what um, um, going deaf country is. Go ahead, Rabbi. Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think you know this is a playbook that goes all the way back. Right, we go back to the Book of Exodus. Right, this is the exact same playbook that the Pharaoh uses. So, so there's nothing new here with political leaders <laughs> trying to utilize these tools. Rabbi. But you don't have to go back to 2016. You can go back to you know the common era. Um, it's all the same playbook, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. sort of utilizing fear of an of an other group and right, a right. belief in their united mm -hmm. power. Yeah, right? yeah. Sort of generate right. a populist populist support, especially when you right. feel like you're, you know, under threat or under attack as a political leader. So, right. so this is nothing new. This is a story as old as the Bible, right? Yeah. Um, and I think those narratives that really are sort of foundational narratives for both of our communities, um, certainly. So I think when you talk about political leaders, and I, I read, and this is the question that's often been raised, particularly in the last six years or so of, right, that line of where does hate speech, right? You look at the book of Exodus, it starts with hate speech, and then it's comes, okay, you know, 
going into servitude and from servitude going into mm. murdering people, right? It, it's right, right, a right. clear line that goes from one to another to another. And I think, you know, as, as we've been touching on, the, the key is to, to snip it in the bud as early as possible. And when you see the speech, to not say, oh, well, you know what? I don't love this speech, but it's helping him get elected and we support his, you know, his economic policy. Right, right. Um, so, and saying, no, we, there's no space. So, so does this, you know, me and you, we had lunch, right? We had a wonderful lunch um, a couple of weeks ago. And my question to you is, as a Jewish leader in an urban metropolitan, New Haven, mm -hmm. um, we have New Haven, you have Hartford, we have Waterbury, Bridgeport. Is there now a renewed urgency amongst Jewish leaders to create better alliances with African-American leaders um, in the community so that when these statements do come about and these incidents do come about, there can be some joint statements of response. Like, you know, it would, I, the first thing I thought on my mind with this stuff, I'm like, I'm so done with Kanye, I'm taking a Facebook. And I was like, you know what? That would just be from my perspective. Right. You know what would be even better? Let's bring the rabbi on Urban Talk Radio and let's have a conversation yeah. and let's really flush it out, right? But moving forward, you know what would really be great is that um, <clears throat> we have a joint dialogue, right? Yeah. With the two other rabbis or whoever and other black leaders on, like we did when um, with Modi and, and I had um, um, uh, Reverend Cousins on and we talked about just the differences in our culture. Yeah, We need to have more of a unified front. I, I think this is why we keep, getting cherry picked because mm -hmm. we don't have a unified front right there's not a beef between the jewish community and the african-american there's there's no beef right mm -hmm. um yeah. but there's really no real cartilage either yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying so Absolutely. we need to you know we need to build that cartilage um and and and, and so we'll have something there and connect it with a good tendon of trust and we can have, I mean, because it's not going to stop. You know, I just, you know, this what my conversation with you. This right. ain't, this is the beginning. Right. This ain't the, this ain't the tail end. I mean, this ain't the, 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 the last part of the shrimp. <laughs> you know, exactly. this, this is, we ain't even got to the prawns yet. And we know, I'll, I'll, I'll concede with Kingsley on this one. Republicans take the House and the Senate, which I believe they will. I'm just sorry, because the inflation is out of control and this kind of stuff we're likely to get a Republican president. And if this is the platform, they may not believe what they're saying, but they're using obviously this as the energy, as the catalyst to get in office. Where does that leave us then? Yeah, and Shafiq, I think that, you know, you're talking about cartilage and I think that's, right, that's the key. I think, as you know, I've been here at this point about five months right. um, and there wasn't, you know, someone in my role, at least directly for a couple of years before that. And that's so much of, I think the importance of this role of community relations is, is building that cartilage and having those relationships proactively, right? It's often what ends up happening is something bad happens. And one thing like you're saying should be, you know, you go onto Facebook and you put out, you know, a statement on your own or you, you get your friends together, but to say our friends are across the community and, we, and we're able to speak as a sort of a united front because hate never stops in one community, right? Hate against the Jewish community or against the black community or against the Muslim community, it, it never stops right. there. And, and often people think, oh, well, it's fine. You know, that community, we don't really get along with them, so it's fine, but it, it never stops there, right? It's always looking for opportunities to keep bubbling up and, and spreading beyond that. And really the key is that united front, having that cartilage um, and those connections to be able to 
speak out as a united voice as soon as as soon as it comes up. That's right. right. That's right. That bubbling up to say, you know, we're united on this. Yeah. Um, you know, and, no I, and I think that crosses over too. So I'm gonna put you on the spot for a little bit. I'll put you on the spot for a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, I know from my study of the civil rights and stories from my parents and stuff. I'm yeah. 55, so I was born in 67. That the Jewish community was an integral part of the civil rights movement, right? Um, played a role in that for African-Americans. But what we don't see as much, particularly around some of these things around injustice, around police misconduct, mm -hmm. particularly the, the egregious shootings, I want to focus on the egregious yeah. shootings, yeah. we often don't see the Jewish community standing with African-Americans, right? Yeah. It's almost like, well, that's not our issue. Mm -hmm. um, they got this. And, and then so then what winds up happening, you've got, it, it kind of changes, right? tops the black people get all shot up and murdered right then the synagogue the jewish community is all shot up and murdered but again we're separated yeah it's happening to us it's only happening to us the hispanic latinos that shot up at the walmart it's only happening to us right why are us standing and we have a cohesive communication in, in un, a coalition right somebody's Jewish people get shot up in synagogue. Black leaders are alerted all around the country. Yeah. Right? Oh, Black people yeah. shot up. Jewish people alerted all across. We, yo, what's up? Yo, so-and-so just got shot. We're, yeah, we, we, well, we flying out there. We flying resources. We'll send you whatever. That's how we're going to get through this stuff. We're not going to get through it in silos and, and what people think people have, you know, the Jews are rich and African-Americans are good at protesting. Well, that's, these are stereotypes yeah. that we allow people to allow us to exist in it, maybe because it's a comfort zone. But the reality is like you say, man, Exodus, the first five books of, of, of the Bible, man, everybody go with that. <laughs> that's okay. Baptist Pentecostal, you know, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying? That's all, you know, that's, that's your uh, hardcore Muslim. That's, those are the books of Abraham. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. everybody know that. So if that's if that's the playbook, then it ain't hard for everybody to get on that one. Yeah. The challenge is just it's you know, it's a matter of time. And and I think there's a desire. I mean, I'll share when I was in rabbinical school, I, I used to live in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. And so when I was in rabbinical school, I, I was uh working as a hospital chaplain for one summer there. And one of my co-interns was a pastor at Mother Emanuel. And this was a year after the shooting at Mother Emanuel Church in, in mm -hmm. Charleston. And, you know, and that was something we bonded over just because, we, you know, there's sort of a lot of shared history there um, that, you know, this fellow clergy member and I felt. And, you know, and like you're saying, you know, it's why is it, and fortunately the Jewish community in Charleston, I know, you know, did, um, you know, had been sort of a leader in responding and partnering with the Black community um, after the, that shooting and others. But, it's it's so key, like you're saying, that it this is seen as our issue. And when, when the shooting happens, it pops. That this is an attack on all of us. It's not an That's attack. Correct. I mean, yes, it's an attack on the black community, but it's an attack on all of us. And if That's correct. Pittsburgh is an attack on all of us, right? That's all of correct. these. Then it's not just oh, this one doesn't. This one didn't hit us. It's all all hate attacks are attacks against all of us. And the key is, you know, the response is great. You know, when I. I Got, you know, I traveled to Pittsburgh after the shooting of Tree of Life and, um, and seeing the 
just the closeness of the community and even you know across the community the way that people were coming out for, for you know the Jewish community um, was inspiring just like Charleston was after Mother Emanuel but it shouldn't just be after hate crimes that the community and those were looking out for one another it's got to be it's got to be proactive and something that we're feeling all the time um, it's easier to respond when it feels like it's a challenge in the moment that you know for for right now we need to step up and we need to respond but you know, I know this is something we agree on. This is not, we need to be feeling this and, and communicating this all the time to our community. This isn't a one-time right. thing. It's not a response. It's got to be proactive. It's got to be building those relationships um, so that they're not, it's not responsive. It's really, the, the networks are already there. God forbid another attack happens. Kingsley on mute. Thank you. Thank you. Let me, I said, let me interrupt and do a station identification. Uh, this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHHLP. I am your host, Kinsley Osei, my co-host, Shafiq. And if you are just joining us today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Bowmice and Twitter at Bowmice. Also on my Facebook page, Kinsley O-S-E-I. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. In the studio today, our topic is the cost of freedom. And in the studio today, we have our special guest, Rabbi Josh Pernick, who's a rabbi in residence, director of Jewish life and community relations, Jewish federations of Greater New Haven. And big shout out to my Jewish friends. Um, big shout out to um, um, Dan Brasio, um, you know, formerly from the uh, Council of Churches in Bridgeport. Um, shouts to my friend Scott Wilderman. Is Wilderman sounds like a Jewish name, right? Scott Wilderman. Um, is you don't the, have to have a, a Jewish sounding name to be Jewish. Well, I'm not sure, but Scott Wilderman yeah. is the is the is the director of um of the um the uh, is it the workplace? Not the workplace. Um, career resources mm. in our Connecticut. Very 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 uh good friend of mine. There's some real good Jewish people out there that is really all out for our community. And for me, the person that gave me my first shot in the music industry doing promotion and marketing is Steve Rifkin, who is the um, owner of La Records, responsible for Wu-Tang Clan and uh, many other big Mob Deep and many, many, many exhibit and many other big rappers. And um, allegedly, uh, Steve Rifkin actually came and clarified it. Nori says Steve Rifkin was in the room when Kanye was going crazy and Steve came in and he said look I was not in the room like that he said you know he told his side of the story that he just happened to be there because Nori people gives him a, a, a car every time he goes to Miami and he happened to swing by and seeing Kanye and he just said what's up to him and he told him to do what's right or something like that but it was like he was almost being attacked to it. and I questioned it last week when I seen it, I said hmm how is it that Steve Rifkin the one of the, the most respected Jewish guy in the industry in the room when this dude was, mm. was renting. And Steve clar clarified it that he really wasn't there like Did that. Did you talk to Nori? Did you talk to Nori? No, I don't have I don't have access to talking to mm. um, Nori. He said he got more views. He was bragging, said he got more views on his show than the Super Bowl. Really, bro? Well, really? It, well, check it out. You see me last week. On the really? show, you heard what I said last week on the show. Um, Nori have been going on an apology tour. And at some point, if somebody goes on and say, you know what, I have learned a lot about journalism. That he said, I learned that I shouldn't that the show is called Drink Champs, mm -hmm. where they go in there and mm -hmm. they drink, and the more they drink, mm -hmm. the more Here you go. Here you listen, go. listen to me, listen Boom. to me, listen, listen to me. 
the show's called Drink Champs, and the more they drink, the more they are able to get a lot of things out, out mm -hmm. of memory, right? Mm -hmm. And he said his regret was he shouldn't have been drinking on that day, knowing mm -hmm. Kanye West is unpredictable, so that he could have been able to control mm -hmm. Kanye West. But he said he regret. And if he was to do it again, he would not drink to conduct yeah. that interview. You know, you, I, don't, you know what I'm saying? saying? You don't send a cat trainer in a cage with a tiger and have the cat trainer try to train a tiger. Well, one, ratings, he, ratings, was ratings, out, ratings, he was ratings. out of his league. Ratings, yep. He was out of his league. Yep. He, he did that. not have a platform. Right. He did not use a rundown. Right. And it is clear from his comments after. I got more views in the Super Bowl. It was about views. It was well, about popularity. It was it, about likes. It was about getting sponsorships. And he did that at the behest and at the at the at the degradation of other cultures, including his own African American culture. He sold out. Shifik, so let's just you, call it what it is, bro. If you go back and listen to the show last week. I'm telling you everything that you just said there. And I told you all the people that were behind it. He basically promoted the fact that he was going to have the biggest ratings because he yeah. had access to Kanye. And, and, and you know what? America loves controversy. So he owned it. So, so now he, he owned it. So he owned it. But my point is, <laughs> my point it. is, check it out. My point is some of our leaders, some of our leaders trying to have it both ways. Didi was mad about the, uh, the, 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 Yes. He yes. filled the car up. He Did filled he... the trunk of the car up with fertilizer and drew and drove and drove it into a bonfire. Let, let me finish that point. <laughs> he also Did, said, dude. Did he was mad about the George Floyd uh 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 comment mm -hmm. and he and he spoke on it. But then I said, you remember last week, if you remember, I broke it down that drink champs is powered by Diddy's revolt. Diddy's revolt gave drink champs the platform to to, to air what Kanye West had to say. So there goes Diddy, he's mad at a comment made, but then he gave his platform for the guy to come on and double down. They were all about the and they made them and remove the, money. the show. And, and they guess made, what they did. And they made him remove the show. They made him take all that stuff down. So that's like Nori was used as a pawn, besides the fact that he was also excited to, for the ratings. Because he said, I had just came off BET Award. We had just won the award for the best podcast. He said, we already had a touchdown and I didn't need to spike the ball, but I wanted to spike the ball. I've, I've been watching, I watch a lot of these shows before I come on the show to have an opinion, to, to, to understand why the man did it, if he was remorseful, if he wasn't, if he doubled down. And see I my face, see my face. <laughs> but moving forward. Where's my face at? I see your face. Moving forward, there's a reason behind all this madness. Get what you get, face. And, and there's a reason behind all this madness, Josh, and we have to get into that. Yeah, His nice. reason for this madness is the fact of what the Jewish people are doing into uh, our hip hop community, uh, entertainment industry, et cetera, et cetera. Bad contracts, it goes on and on. So let's not forget why he's venting, even though he's venting. We don't know why he's venting. No, we, we do. No, 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 no. Let's have real conversation. He's a billionaire. Here. He can let's, buy lawyers. Let's, Shafiq, let's have real conversation here because we have to listen to the men. I'm not just going to discount, you know, that's why our community is divided because people who have the capitalistic mm -hmm. state mm -hmm. of mind I'm are, sorry. Def I'm are, sorry. I'm, are defending. You know we're going to disagree on this. 
Here's his problem. Here's his problem. Shifik, hold up. He's a narcissist. That's number one. He's a that. narcissist. He came into power never having money. He think his power is his power. But when you become a billionaire and you're African-American, you don't own your power. Your power is assigned to you by a different power that you don't control. You're not the owner of the mind. That's number one. Number two, once he got the power and being a narcissist, he thought he was above asking Pierce Morgan, I make more money than you. How are you going to get advice? You can take advice from any person. You can take advice from a drunk person, a homeless person, a person that's poor and destitute can still have great knowledge to expound upon you. But this dude is looking down to people. That's the other part. He tried to hide in between the lines of his mental illness and all this stuff and his divorce. But the dude's a billionaire and the very woman that he loves and want to have nothing to do with him. All the money in the world he got and the woman he loved don't want to have nothing to do with him. He's problematic. We should have cut his knees early on when we saying wild stuff. He got far out of control and the Jewish community came and took his head off. We have 50 Period. We have And he 50- was stuck. And he stopped. We and, have, and we don't need, and here, I'm going to keep it a buck. And we, as African-American community, need not to make not one excuse. And here's what I'm saying to you. He said George Floyd died of fentanyl. If another cop in between that time and now would have put their knee on another Black man's neck and that Black man died, how would we react then? Shafiq, right? I, we would have been like, oh, shoot. Shafiq, I don't, di- saying, I, I, don't saying, disag- I don't disagree on everything that you yeah. said, which a lot of them is opinionated, yeah, it's, legitimate, yeah. it's legitimate opinion, but let's get into the facts of why he is enraging, all right? We don't know um, why. Hold up, why. hold up. I want to bring Josh in. We do know why. On P.S. Morgan's show, he talks about contracting. Kanye West, this is not the first time. Kanye West was blackballed when he was dropped by uh, um, Nike when he was dropped by Louis and um, 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 uh, what's his name? Sweat told him that Kanye, you need to go out there and start doing it yourself. And guess who did it himself? Tyler Perry did it himself on his own platform because he does not want to be told what to do by anybody. Kanye West, in other words, is continuing to use the Jewish people's platforms. And then when things doesn't go his way, he passes out. Yes, he's talking about contracts not being fair to people, all right? And that is very legitimate. And we need to to address that part of why... All right, well, go ahead. And I'm not saying that his rent is legitimate. That's why when when we first started the show, I said I was listening to um, Jay-Z, the story of OJ. Before the rabbi come in, I'm going to tell you, I just wrote it down. He said, you want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the properties in America? This is how they did it. Financial freedom, my only hope. F living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, Dash went two million. Few years later, Dash went eight million. I can't wait to give this shit to my children. Y'all think it's bogus? It's like, uh, I'm fine, but I'm trying to give you a million dollar worth of game for $9.99. Now, I say this because this is nothing new that Jay is telling us. Killer Mike has been preaching to us for years, but because Killer Mike doesn't have Kanye money, we don't listen to him. 
No, Kanye West is not telling. You know what's saying nothing. that before Killer Mike? You said that Kim, You know what I said it before all of them? El Hodge Malik El Shabazz. He said it very simple. America's for the landowners and the voters. Period. Okay. So, so, so if you want to go into that, just look at. Let me let him take across the board who has wealth. The people that normally have wealth, they vote, and they own property. They invest in property. They have investment properties. It's some of these entertainers that try to use and spin the platform and make it about a Jewish thing. And I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'm going to go to New Haven. In New Haven, there's a dialogue that happens that says, oh, all of the Jews are buying up all this property in New Haven. Look at all the Jews. Buying. I was a police officer in this city for 21 and a half years. I came back here in 1990, during 89, 90, when I came home from college, houses was for a dollar. You can go down the block and every other house was abandoned. Every other house was abandoned. But the African-American community wasn't sitting around in consorted groups talking about financial investment and buying up the properties. Yeah, some bought dollar properties, most of the churches. They turned them into it. They took those dollar houses, knocked them down, and they made bigger parking lots. But at large, the African-American community was not focused on investing in those properties. You know who started buying those properties? Jewish people started buying the properties in specific areas, Chapel Street and other. They were buying the property legitimately. When we wasn't even thinking about it, we've gun violence, all the other stuff, disenfranchisement, in infighting, cultural fighting. Fast forward, the economy changes, bro. Whoever brought the property owned the property. Whoever don't own the property now got to scramble and buy it at high. It's like stocks. When the stock market is high, you put your money. When the stocks is growing, you put your money in stocks. When the stock market goes down, you put your money in real estate. Everybody, those those are so we get caught up in this. Oh, the Jews are buying all this property. Oh, they, they bought this property 30 years ago. Like I bought my house 24 years ago. For, let, let, for, let for, let for a fraction of what it's worth. Let, so here's what I want to say this. Here's what I want to say this. As African-Americans, we got to get out of this listening to entertainers like they dropping seeds and knowledge. Knowledge is intellect, is experience, and you know, one person said, "I would disagree." Uh, I, I, I would, I would disagree. Because okay. It, well, here's wherever, what I'm saying. Wherever, 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 wherever you can get the knowledge, you should okay. get it. Okay, because, fine. And here's what I'm saying to you. Here's what I'm saying to you. Some people say that experience is the best teacher. You know what the best teacher is? Other people's experience. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll jump in on that. You know, with yeah. the, the right? Our community, you know, the Jewish people. We have a long memory and a long history and long experience also, right? And for most of the last 2,000 years, we couldn't own land wherever we were. Um, and so, right, so I think obviously we're not, you know, when we're talking about property, people aren't, you know, the Jewish community isn't buying it up. We're talking about, you know, individuals. And, and, but but there's also that historical memory of, of not being able to own land wherever we were, really everywhere we were. And then what ends up happening, you think you have, you think you have power, you think you have wealth. And it gets taken away like that, right? Snap of the finger, the government suddenly turns on you, and you don't have suddenly you don't have power, you don't have wealth, you don't have property, and you're out, right? You're kicked out. And this is what's happened time and again over the last two thousand years for Jewish people. So, right? So the only thing that we had was our minds, right? That's the only thing that no one can take away from you mm -hmm. is what you have in your mind, you know, your wisdom and you know that experience, but also, right? That you can take with you. You can't always take your house. You can't take your property, but you can take you know, what's in here. And I think that's something you both are sort of talking about as well of, right, needing to cultivate that generation of lawyers and 
and people within the community. And also I think that that property and, and wealth and developing that and having something that you can pass on, you know, I think that's certainly when we think of the Jewish community, something that has been learned is when you have that opportunity to try, try to build up power and, and build up, you know, land ownership, you want to try to do that because ultimately you can, you know, we've seen how this country is turned, you know, things turn on a dime and that's, that's not new in America. That's happened that's right. over and over and over again. That's right. And very quickly. And ultimately, if you haven't prepared for that, if you haven't built up some, some amount of power and power comes in relationships, right? power is not just wealth, there's all kinds of power. But if you don't have that at all, and you haven't built that up, then you're going to be totally, you know, helpless when when things turn. So it is that memory and that experience, like Shafiq, you were just saying, right? The best you know, best learning is other people's experience, right? That's yes. I think where our where our community comes from, you know, having that historical experience, and I think that's something that that we then hopefully share with other communities who also have a history of oppression and a history of not being able to own land and own properties. Thing. For one thing, the importance of developing the mind and, and having that ability to to build that you know that internal power for yourself, but also building up power in other ways. So you're prepared because we know things things can change very quickly. Um, and you want to you know you want to have those relationships. You want to have that that communal power um, to be able to respond. And and you know frankly to be able, I think we've seen in the last couple of weeks when it comes you know to Kanye having people. Or able to speak up with sort of a united voice, having that power in industry as well, ends up being really important. Yeah. So, and, so. And I think too, you know, I'm gonna keep it real. Enough is enough. People need to be uh, made examples of, you know, so that it, it's it's clear this doesn't happen again, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like I know in the Jewish community, there's a there's a phrase, and you can help me with this, like never again, you know, it's the reminder of never yep. again. Yep. You know, it seems like in the African-American community, we don't have this, this kind of thing. We have like, well, you better not do it again. <laughs> you know, where Jewish community has like never again, we have, well, you better not do it again. Mm -hmm. And it keeps happening again to us and happening again to us. And then we find ourselves in this situation, you know, again, because I'm only going to do it on this. I'm not going to do it again with Kaye. You know, he made a statement. I want to teach my children. I want my children to celebrate Hanukkah because at least if they celebrate Hanukkah, it'll have a financial benefit for them. What? And we're and this is where we're going to get knowledge from. So that's knowledgeable statement. Really? Dude, you're a billionaire. You're complaining and you're alluding that the that the Jewish community controls all the banks. You're a billionaire. What black banks did you go open up? What, what black credit unions you went and opened up? What black credit card agencies that you created? <laughs> so you, you didn't do that. You, you're making sneakers. You, you're selling them for an absorbent rate. Shaq sells his sneakers in Walmart. Because a lady came up to him in the street I think she slapped him or something and told him, you know, you sell me sneakers and blah, blah, blah. And Shaq turned around, broke the deal with the other company he was getting involved with and sold his shoes at Walmart. Salute. Stephon Marbury did the same thing. Back yeah, salute. Right. And, and that, this dude is, is a big, giant, bigot baby. That's his name need to be. Saying all kind of wild, crazy stuff because his heart got broken. 
by his ex-wife who don't want him. And he's not relevant and he's trying to stay relevant. You know, like a great, I don't know if people think he's a great rapper anyway, but whatever. I'm just going to be done with it. And then he's just saying wild stuff. And then we're giving him a platform by throwback rappers because they want to be relevant to give him a platform. We need to get our act together on some real. So here's what I'm going to ask you. What's your interest in developing a declaration in New Haven around hate? bigotry and bias as it relates to African-American, Hispanic, Latino, Jews, um, and immigrants. Like we should like we should have like a no-fly zone for this stuff. So if ever Yale decides or one of the Yale groups decides that they want to bring Kaye here and have a talk because he's trying to rebrand himself, no, you can't come to New Haven and do nothing because you violated, you violated our declaration. Yeah. Right? Right. And that declaration should have a joint response that when things happen, we will meet within 24 hours and come up with a, a response and have a joint response, whether it's a mass shooting or it's an attack. The, the Jewish girls were chased down with, with, a, with a dude with a machete. And at that time, uh, the police chief, not Jacobson, not Renee, said, oh, um, they were being chased by a guy. He wasn't really chasing them, but I talked with the with the residents, she said, absolutely, they were being chased down. And we had a surge of Jewish hate crimes happening in the Beaver Hills. What, what's your interest around putting together a declaration? We need, we need some a totally. we need action document. Yeah, I think, Shafiq, I mean, and we're fortunately to have, fortunate to have you as a leader in this space. Like, I, I think this is exactly what we need to be doing here in New Haven, just having, having our communities come together, right? Having us really there, just working together. And like you said, be, you know, I think a declaration, but beyond the declaration, like you said, having, you know, almost like a task force, having a group of people where we're, we know one another, we know one another's community's needs, we know, you know, and, and we're able to speak with the united voice, because that's always what, you know, people who are going to try to spread hate, you're trying to exploit the, the that's right. That's right. between our communities, right? That's, that's right. always the, the strategies of saying, oh, okay, well, if I can, I can use, this, you know, attack this community and, and exploit the cracks that, you know, between these two spaces. So if we are able to develop that real united front that says no. That's something, right. Something comes up here in New Haven, we'll speak as one, you know, across our communities. That's, that's I right. Hundred percent agree. And I, I think I think we should put that together, and then we should write Adidas and ask them to donate money that we can use to actually fund educating people around anti-rhetoric. Um, so I know we're getting close. So I want to give you a chance to close out. I learned today that. According to the news, part of the pressure to pull Adidas out of the deal, they were reminded by the national Jewish, some national Jewish group. The ADL, yeah, the anti that They reminded Adidas that Adidas factories made weapons and supplies for the Nazis during the Holocaust. Yeah. Who knew? It would have been nice for us to know that when Run DMC was promoting Adidas and black people was going to buy it because we could have a greater alliance. And that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. We need to be in front of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because who knew, fast forward, and this dude just felt comfortable. I can get up here and say anything I want, anti-Semitic. Somebody should have came and just, mm, Shafiq, I ain't going to say it because I can't Shafiq, let it. me do the station ID. This is the Urban okay. Talk Radio 103.5 FM. I'm, I am your host, Kinsley Osei. And if you are just joining us, 
to, uh, if you're just joining us uh, on this last part of the show, you can follow the conversation on Facebook at Bowmice and Twitter at Bowmice. Also on my Facebook page, Kinsley, O-S-E-I, Twitter at C-A-V-B-P-T. You can also stream this show and previous shows on your smartphone by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. Thank you for joining us. Remember, Urban Talk Radio airs every Wednesday at 11 a.m. We'll probably stay on for another 10, 15 minutes. We have our special guest, Rabbi Josh um, Pernick, who is the rabbi and resident director of Jewish Life and Community Relations, Jewish Federations of Greater New Haven. And uh, today's topic was the cost of freedom uh, based on uh, anti-Semitic statements made by uh, Kanye West. Um, like I said... Uh, Better known I as Yay. Not a not a billionaire no more. Better known as yeah, and uh, yeah. we did agree to. Forbes took him off the billionaire list this morning. Well, um, yes, because uh, that's got what delisted. The, that that's why the show is called, you know, the cost of freedom. Um, it appears that Black Americans have um are fascinated with wealth, celebrities with wealth, to the point that we give them a pass. Um, there have been a very heavy engagement on social media of people taking sides. And you know what? I calculate people like Kanye West. I calculate people like um, uh, um, um, Trump. I calculate opportunists, people that get into the mind of, I would say the weak, but when Kanye, when, when, when Trump launched his candidacy and he called Mexican people rapists, he had calculated that he was gonna drive immigration all the way home. And there was there was an electorate for that bigotry, and he did it very successful. Oh, to his base. To his base, and it's right. a base that was created, and it was like we are a divided. Kanye is not a politician. No, listen to me. Listen to where I'm going. Listen gotcha. to me. Kanye West wants to be a politician. That's why he's running around with the hat says 2024. Everything mm -hmm. Kanye is doing is calculated, and I'm paying attention. Yeah, I agree. Very well calculated. I agree. All right. I agree. Kanye West is doing the same thing. He knows that it's very easy to get money with the right wing. They do bought a parlor, uh, the parlor social media website, yes, which is the echo chamber yes, to uh, um, the, the, the right. It's 40, also 40,000 users. It's, 40, it's, also, it's also the home of uh, 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 the, the, the Proud Boys. It may be 40,000 users, but if you are coming with over 25 million followers that you had, you know that you're going to have a good portion of them following you to yeah, that, right? That's correct. So he's playing that same game, knowing that if I go with this whole bigotry thing, what was the first person, uh, the first people brought into his platform? Yeah. Um, um, what's his name? Carson. Yeah. Politicians will not even go to uh, um, Carson. Could be a, but you know what? You can nix them. You know what you, you, know what you could do, uh, Rabbi? Again, let's get in the room and talk. Put him on on the uh, Southern Poverty, um, what, what is that? Uh, what Southern is Poverty it? Law Center. Southern Poverty Law Center, enlist him, enlist him uh, under, what do they list him under, under like a hate something? Yeah. Not a hate group, yeah, hate but, but they'll, 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 they'll censure you. They'll censure okay. you. Like yeah. because of this rhetoric, I mean, they did it for uh, Minister Farrakhan, mm -hmm. right? So you're like, nope, put him on and, the list. And, and, to and I don't understand why, that is not happening. Listen, they hit him with that for years, right? But we didn't see that for other people, right? Being kind of like making this bad boy list. Let's call it the bad boy list, right? Um, but there should be like a bad boy list. Seriously. 
This stuff is crazy. People get murdered out here in these streets. I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't be comfortable with that. To to finish what I was saying. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. So he knows that he can get he can get that base completely, and he can also get a good amount of the base from black folks who are vaccinated with him going after the Jew people about bad contract and getting over. I mean, people are really angry about that. Yeah, but my, yeah, yeah. my point about making reference to the story of OJ from uh, uh, Jay-Z or, or, or uh, Killer Mike is he's not telling us nothing that these people haven't been telling us, that these Jewish people have been taking, uh, have been taking, you know, getting over us. But he did it in a way that, was anti-Semitic, and I'm just not having that. There is, you know, violence of all form is not tolerated. Whether it's coming from black, blue, green, whatever, I'm just frustrated with gun violence, and all this stuff leads to gun violence. It was yeah. only a couple of days ago in St. Louis when the 19-year-old went out there, AR-15, and an ammunition worth of how many bullets? 600. 600, I mean. NATO rounds. Come on. 600 NATO rounds. But here's, I think, the difference. And I think about, when I think about Kanye in this instance, I think about law enforcement. And when I talk to people, particularly African-Americans, who are so overwhelmingly frustrated and emotional when a police officer shoots unarmed Black people. And they say, what makes this so disgraceful is because we give them a power in a badge and they're using it in this way to kill us. So they want the police officer held to a high level of standard, right? As they always say we were because of that power. So it's the same thing for somebody like Kanye. And you become an African-American successful black man in America, whether you like it or not, you are a mentor, whether you like it or not. Unfortunately, it comes with the package. Mm-hmm. You can't say everything you want to say. You can't say everything on your mind. You can't let everything come out of your heart. You got to suppress some stuff because you've got to think about how that's going to play out to other little black kids, Hispanic, Latino kids, other kids that's out there that might identify with you. When you get that level of wealth and it's new wealth for you, he's not coming from, he's not an Elon Musk. He talks about Elon Musk. He's not Elon Musk. Elon Musk's father painted patents that that's where the air conditioning in your car come from, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They money don't never run out. It's like the Nile River. But he wanted to try to think because he's making a billion. You, a, 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 a brother, a friend of mine, I don't want to say his name, but he's from New Haven. He's Turkish. And he told me, he said, Shafiq, you want me to tell you something about being a millionaire? He said, I'm a millionaire. He said, but every year I got to work for that million. It's not guaranteed. Kanye West has a greater responsibility with his power and his money to do what is morally right. And I will say he failed that. He failed that litmus test. And there's no apology that he can make that could come back from that because he stirred the pot, like you said, Kingsley, in such a different way. The Jews' contracts and the Jews. Bro, get more lawyers, you're a billionaire. You got a problem with a contract? Get crunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And keep it. Everybody knowing business, and I'm a businessman. I got issues. Keep the business with the attorneys in business. But you don't go rogue. He went rogue. 
Right. I think also just differentiating between bad actors or individuals who you're mad at versus, you know, blaming a community. An entire race of people. I don't know Kanye's, <laughs> I don't know who his lawyers and his agents, right? Like, I don't know if he's, you know, telling the truth about bad contracts. I don't know that, but like, right. that's an individual. That's something he's got to work out with his management and his team. And if he doesn't like it, get a different team. But to say, oh, it's the Jewish people who are doing this, right? right. It's, you know, this is, uh, and I, I don't know the entertainment industry well, but but at the end of the day, you're talking about individuals. Um, and and the key is, right, it's, it, it sells better to, to lash out against the community and to say, oh, all of these, whatever, pick your, pick your race, ethnicity, religion. But it, at the end of the day, you're talking about, you're talking about people and, um, and some people are exploiting others and some are utilizing, right? utilizing their wealth in ways that don't help it, you know, and then departing people. And then some say, I'm, I'm in it for, you know, to benefit my community, like she was talking about with Shaq, and, right? So, but at the end of the day, we're talking about people. We're not talking about, you know, it, it, it just, a, a unified you got a billionaire guy that's driving conspiracy. It drives a conspiracy theory. Look, you're doing contracts, and you're in a contract with somebody that's Jewish, and you feel like the contract's not right, and the industry's locked up. Go start another label. Start your own label. Yeah. You even said it, Kingsley, and I'm just agreeing with you. I'm not like coming at you. Is you said it? Tyler Perry went and did his own thing. Master well, P, Master P did it. So why can't uh, Kanye do that? So he well, wanted to try to break a system that was like we ain't trying to do. Maybe we didn't even do business with him because it was like, dude, you're a lunatic. And we don't want to do this with you. You know, somebody once told me, I think it might have been my mother, it might have been my wife. They said, sometimes people don't like you, not because they don't like you. She said, sometimes people don't like you because maybe you're just an a-hole. <laughs> right? So sometimes people, maybe they just don't want to do business with you because you're an a-hole. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. I think the point Josh was trying Josh was trying to make, and I keep making a comparison of two nurses, two people that have a narcissist personality disorder, Trump and and, and Kanye playing the same hold up playing the same game. I mean, you have you have Trump who have all the best lawyers in the world, but would not listen to none of them. Instead, he would take every case to the court of mm -hmm. the public. And then his lawyers got to go back to clean it up. Kanye West is basically doing the same. I told you guys previously that one of Kanye West's manager is Akon's little brother, whose name is Boo. I knew Boo from the very beginning of Akon's career. Kanye West likes to surround the yes men people around him. All right. And um, Trump does the same thing. So it's not that you can't tell me that there is nobody around Kanye. Who is telling in the bro? Stop spreading on all Jewish people. You've been through this thing before already. You went through that with Louis Vuitton. You went through that with Nike. You should learn some type of lesson by now. It's either you're doing it on your own, and if you're doing it on somebody's platform, once you sign that contract, make sure that it's what they are. Don't wait later. You know what's going on in the rap industry for the most part in the entertainment industry. People sign this contract based on coming from the hood. They hung, they're starving. They, you know, want you know, they want this big chain, they want these big cars, they want these big houses right away. They give them two million dollars for something that's worth so much money in advance. And later on, they sign for five albums. When that five albums is making 20, 30 million dollars, all they keep remembering is damn, you only gave me two million dollars for this album, uh, for five albums, you know. And with that, they forget that every time you went to the club to make it rain. 
Every time you went to the club popping bottles, every time they took you shopping, every time they, 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 they spent a penny, they had a record of it. So you got to recoup their money. All right. So we gave you $2 million. Your album sold $6 million. Your video budget was a million. Your strip club budget was 500000 If you did not recoup that $6 million, you got no money coming in. And then they start talking about the Jewish people is raping them based on contract. Yes, you was raped on the contract because you didn't see it coming. Once you sign it, you own it. Everybody know that in business. You Once you sign it, it you, it's, it's you a legal contract, it. bro. A check is a no. legal contract. Did you know that? A check it's, is a legal contract. It's a called check. raping you <laughs> entertainment. It's going on. But I think the frustration yeah. is the fact that the Jewish people owns everything. They, they 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 are on the top of the pyramid. And that's a conspiracy theory. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. This is not conspiracy, but I'm not saying that that should be used as an excuse. We yeah. just have to level up. Yes, they own the communications, uh, the, the media. They own so much stuff, you know. I push ahead. back on that. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, you know, yeah, very few companies. I mean, I'm not, but it's individuals. I don't know if we can go through the list of entertainment companies yeah. and who owns what. Um, you know, certainly there are companies that are owned by Jews, but I, but the idea that you know Jews run the entertainment industry, Jews run the media industry—that's right. a conspiracy true. theory. It's a conspiracy theory. It's not true. Yeah, and we don't do conspiracy theories on this show, Kinsley. Like you reminded <laughs> us. How about that? But here's—I got a question for you, so, Rabbi. So, 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 so that's I got a conspiracy, a question for you, huh? Rabbi. Yeah. In the past, Kanye has not been characterized or labeled as anti-Semitic. Mm -hmm in his somewhat pup partnership with President Trump. How do you see this impacting the relationship with the Republican Party moving forward? Do you think that President Trump will now distance himself? And do you see Republican, uh, other Republican uh, elected officials distancing themselves from Kanye West? No, they're not. They're not going to do that. They always yeah. they're not going. They always want cheerleaders. They're not going to do that. They got one well, of our again, own. Like again, like go I ahead, said, Josh. in go the ahead, past, Josh. he wasn't he go wasn't labeled anti-Semitic. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a good question. I think we were talking about before. We're in a you know the way things work now. The more attention you get, and this is in politics and in media and in entertainment, right? It's, it's all about views. You're talking about you know Kanye's interview, right? It's all about views. It's all about how much attention you get, and there's no such thing as bad as bad publicity. Mm. So are people going to distance themselves from Kanye? Probably not. I mean, Kanye, right? No one's looking for Kanye's endorsement last I checked. You know, I'm running for office. Let me see if I get Kanye's sign, you know, seal of approval. Right, right, right. So it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's always a question. Of how, how, many of them are how many of them are distancing themselves from, uh, um, from uh, what's his name, Majority Taylor Green and all these other bigotry? Um, yeah, uh, but they have not really said, inf I don't think they've really said inflammatory what? Mark. Are you crazy? No, I haven't remembered. Well, I've, I've been following. What? I haven't followed them saying outright like what the, Kanye the, did. That's the, no the, the Ron Johnsons. I mean, come on. They've said I'm some the, wild stuff. That list, they, they, list goes on and on. Yeah, they no, said some wild, wild stuff, wild, but they didn't get wilder, No, wilder stuff than what Kanye said. I'm going to be mm -hmm. real. I'm not just going to be out here and beat Kanye all the way down. Kanye okay. is following the playbook of what uh, politicians are getting away with. I'm going to mm -hmm. let you know that right now. Mm. Straight up. There okay. is something going on. And matter of fact, we're talking about why lives matter. And I broke this down from the very beginning. 
White Lives Matter is not just a statement. He didn't just throw that on a t-shirt. It's a white supremacist group who came up after the Black Lives Matter. So Kanye knew what he was doing. Stop playing with us. Stop playing listen, with man, us. I'm not, I'm not in that rap stuff. Um, this, that's your, that's is, your this, world. This you be at the no, concert. This I just is, see you on Instagram not, with the hip hop shows with this, these dudes. This is you need not to go outside and talk to them. This is real to, life stuff. Black, listen, life, Black Lives Matter is not organization. Black lives means our lives matter. When uh, when yeah. that cop had his, his knee on our neck for nine minutes, that was to tell you that our eight lives minutes, matter. Eight minutes, I think eight minutes, 48 seconds. Here's what I'm going to say, Rabbi. Let's get the coalition together. Let's get the declaration together. And we'll be ready. Oh, I think so. And I think- For Kanye and whoever else, they want to bring it. Absolutely. And I think- Bring it. <laughs> bring the noise. Listen, Absolutely. bring the noise. No, and I think, it's, you know, one thing we've touched on a little bit here, right? There's there's certain narratives that, you know, that go on that I think can spread in communities about, you know, power and coalitions and things that, um, you know, it's also about pushing back. And, and when, you know, right. even those things about, oh, you know, Jews on this, you know, Jews own media, right? We draw all things Kanye is saying, right? Oh, Jews own media, Jews on this industry. And, and, right, there's no, you know, I work for Federation, which is as close as we get to sort of an organized communal um, enterprise. And still it's everyone, every individual operates on their own. We try to bring people together, but okay. there's no sort of- so that, you, so that Jews don't control the media? Seriously? No, I mean, that's a, exactly. that's a conspiracy. Come that's on, Josh. That's a conspiracy. Come yeah. on, Josh. That's, that's, that's a conspiracy, Jay. I can't sign on to that. It is, you know. And so, I can't sign on to that. It, and I think it's, you know, obviously. The Leo, the, the Leo, the Leo Cohen's have been running the music industry for very, the hip hop music industry for a very long time. And if you are not done with these people, if you are not mm-hmm. really done with these people on the table with them, there is a way to really, like I said, you know, I've heard a lot of this stuff through music. We've been so educated. He took music. his private business dealings public. Right. First of all, right. rule number one of a business person, don't take your private um, business dealings public and try to hash it out on your platform in the news with people that don't have all the information about well, what's going issues. on in the back he's got, room. He's got we issues, don't know. He's got issues, we don't know so. what's going on in the back room. That's number yeah. one. Number two, he took this billionaire platform and weaponized it by making con- conspiracy theory statements, not just about Jewish people, but about African-Americans, about right. other cultures. I mean, what, it was he's just a matter of who was going to be next. And I'll go with what you said, man. Kingsley. If he's okay. operating on a playbook, of, of, of racism, bigotry, hate, and something that's a playbook that somebody's passing to him, mm-hmm. then he's just going to go down the list. LGBTQ, yeah. immigrant. It, it's coming. Next it's week, coming. it'll be something else. It'll be uh, d- disparaging somebody about abortion. It's coming. So I look at it as the descendants of slaves in North America, Africans, my African ancestors who were originally stolen from Africa, brought here, murdered, raped, pillaged, and plundered. And now I'm the descendant of that. We should have stopped him in his tracks from the rip. He shouldn't have got even, we shouldn't even be at this conversation right now because we should have stopped him at the rip. And that's what very, we got to do. Very easy. We, we very can't easy. look around very, to other very, people. Very easy to say. Very yeah, easy. We very, can't very, look to other people. To to fight a battle that's in front of us that we ignored. Very easy to say. And we ignored it. And now the Jewish community Very easy. It. 
Very easy to say. How many people knew when the, 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 the uh, Confederate flag uh, bomber jacket thing came out? A lot of people knew, but ask how many people remember that thing today. Nobody. We know what we want to know. Nobody remembers that. We know what we want to know. Because they know that American people... We know what we want to know. Attention span, you know. Yeah. How many, okay, let me finish on this note. Politicians, politi how many times have they been polling? And you got Mitch McConnell knowing that the votes... The, 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 the polling is not on his side. The polling is not on your side for taxes for the riches. The polling is not on your side for uh, uh, voting against uh, uh, gun control. The polling is not on your side to confirm uh, um, um, Supreme Court judges that is you are not supposed to be confirming. But guess what? He does it because he knows that by the time election time comes, people forget about all of that. And then they're mm. going to go vote. They're going to go vote on uh, uh, inflation. It's inflation going on all over the world. All right. Is mm -hmm. U.S. president going to solve inflation all over the world? No. It's yeah. inflation going on all over the world. But you know what, kids? Here's what I'm going to say to you. Here's what I'm going to say to you. I'm going to help you out right the last, now. Before you finish that, the last time on this show, I told you the Ghana currency was what? A thousand cities to um a hundred dollars. Guess yeah. what it is now from last what? week to today? What? It's fifteen hundred cities to. Yeah. Uh, it's a hundred dollars. That yeah. means it's double. Only a week. Check it out. Here's what I'm gonna say to you. I'm here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna set you off. And you know what's in Ghana? Ghanaian people. <laughs> you know who runs Ghana? Ghanaian people. Man, so you know what you here, got? Man. You got get a Ghanaian problem. Yeah. No, so yeah, I'll, I don't have a problem. I'll jump in here because I, I, I studied abroad in Ghana and uh, I was actually there when they re-denominated the currency one CD to one dollar. So right, exactly, it, exactly. Two thousand eight, they re-denominated right. the currency ten thousand to one. Right. So, right. But um, you know, and I I remember reading an article from a professor there. You know, at the university, I think it was a professor from the University of Ghana where I was studying, mm -hmm. who was talking about exactly the, you know what what Shafiq certainly and I think things we also you're talking about him. You know, he was talking about the how how much of the wealth and the, the natural resources are you know are have been gobbled up and you know not by Jews right by by <laughs> other yeah, right, countries that, right there's uh you know all these contracts and things with all these other countries and and at the end of the day it's the short term benefit and you're trading right and and yeah. it's thinking that that long term planning of right. saying oh we're getting help in the short term by making these deals with China or South Korea or whoever they're making these deals with right and at the end of the day you're forfeiting so many of your resources. Yes. So that's, I think, yes. it's, it's all that's the same. That's what your people are yeah. doing, Kingsley. Kingsley, yeah. that's what your people are doing. Yeah. Short term. I'm, we're doing it too. Ghana's, Ghana's going to pay for the rest of their life for having Chinese people build the airport. They're going to mm. pay forever building the roads. They're going to pay forever. Well, stop complaining. Stop complaining. You know, it's, it's a matter of, of changing I'm not complaining. That, right? I'm, I'm talking about people complaining about inflation Stop and not looking at a bigger picture of what's going on around Stop the world. Stop complaining. All right? Take action. Let me tell you something. 2021. You're not calling me a complainer because I'm not a 2021 in New Haven, uh, Rabbi. And, and I'm bringing this back home again for us. 2021 in New Haven. There were 54,000 registered eligible New Haven voters, 12,000 people voted. And in 2022, we're complaining about taxes and other issues and other things, but only less than 30%, I think it was 23% of the New Haven eligible population voted. That's where our problems also start because we're not actively involved 
in the decision-making process, right? Um, I met with some Jewish leaders. You, I met with you too, and said, look at City Hall. Just in our electorate government of City Hall and the established appointed government, not one Jewish person in City Hall with decision-making power or on the board of ed. So even when we roll out the leadership of the government of New Haven, it's not reflective of the various cultures. And, and so in my opinion, when you don't have those things, it drives the conspiracy theory. It makes it even easier, right? For those things to seep in because there's no representation at the level to say, no, that's not true, right? This, this, this. So those are the kind of things that I just look at the practical stuff. It, we can go through all the other stuff all day, but the reality is people have power. It's a vote, they gotta use it. It's a voice, they gotta use it. And then people with power and money and influence have a moral obligation to think about what they say. Yes, we're gonna make some mistakes and some blunders, I'm not without fault. But just to wildly go out and just narcissistically say stuff, I can say what I wanna say, you gotta go. And that's an easier conversation, I think, for us going back again, when we're bonded, when we're in a coalition, when we're united on paper, through a commitment, through a covenant. I'm going to use some Exodus words. <laughs> when we make a covenant with each other as a culture, as an ethnicity, as a race, as racial groups, that cartilage is cultural cartilage. That's cultural cartilage. So you'll know you're never standing alone. And I know I'm never standing alone with my people, with your people and our people. I think that's how we, that's how we stop this kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be a national thing. It starts locally. And, it's, and as you said, relationships. You've got children. I got grandchildren. If your grandchildren is 12, um, two and three, my granddaughter is two and three. But if they don't talk to each other and share ideas and, oh, your dress is pretty and what's that you eat in? Does this kosher chicken? Or oh, what kind? Oh, can I? Oh, yeah, my mother said I could eat that because I'm Muslim. And But I can't call you on Friday because you're having Shabbat. Oh, what's Shabbat? You know, we've got to take the mystery out of our lifestyles as 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 Jewish people and Shifik, Muslims. Shifik, I'm going to tell you, Shifik, I'm going to tell you to stop being um, a Ghanaian or African when it's convenient for you. Listen, don't pick, man. don't pick and choose when you want to be an African. Listen, so if man. I'm if I'm addressing my African I'm a, Ghanaian, unapologetic issues, African. You no, ain't you're ready not. for me. Uh, you pick you ain't ready for me. You pick and choose when you want to be. I Josh, ain't ready for me. Josh, thank you very I much. Doogle doogle, show, I doogle doogle, brother. I doogle doogle. I doogle doogle to you, brother. Hey. And King says, I already heard the, uh, I still have a CD in my wallet from uh, when I was in Ghana. I'm sorry to hear how uh, how bad the currency is doing. So, uh, We're going to, I'm going to connect with you with uh, through uh, Shafiq and we'll talk some more about uh, right, about Ghana, yeah. man. It's a yeah. lot going, it's a lot, it's a I'm lot going, going I think on. I'm going to go in February. I'm going oh, to February. man, you ain't going nowhere, Going to man. the Cape Coast, Look, brother. Man, stick to where you're from, man. All right, man, take you us know, home, man. Take no, us no, home, man. No, no, we've home already. You know, we, we, we good. No more uh, station identification. Okay, we, did okay. a, we did it already. But well, anyway, we still got to wrap it up. You are, you are watching WNHH 103.5 FM. You're on our Facebook lives now. Um, you know, the show continues on Wednesday. And we do want to uh, thank um, uh, Rabbi Josh uh, Pernick for coming yes, on the show today. Yes. And, um, you know, we just had to address a few issues of... Um, you know, our brother Kanye was just being all over the he's place. He's not our brother. So I he's mean, your brother. He's not my brother, bro. <laughs> you know. Um, he's not my brother. 
Because he, because a brother is a brother's keeper. A brother, yeah. a true brother is someone, let me just break this down. A true brother is somebody that in your absence, your wealth, your honor, and your family is safe. It's protected. Hey, so who do we trade him, him for? Who do we I'm trade, trade him for? for nothing. We, we, Dude's just out. Cancel. Delete. <laughs> hey, we're trading him oh, for Josh. Delete. We're we, we trading him for Josh. Delete, trade, bro. Delete. We're we going to trade him for Josh, bro. Yeah. Josh is the brother. Welcome home, Josh. Nonsense, bro. <laughs> Price too high for me. Friendship prices high, loyalty, <laughs> respect, honor. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi, man. Appreciate you. I don't talk to you. Have a good Shabbat. Pray for me, man. Kingsley. Kingsley. Help your people in our Ghana, man, because they need some help. We need more help out here. <laughs> You got people going to vote on inflation. Like, it's going to get any better. Be all right. Buy stocks.